podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. England versus India. The Cricket Badger Test Match Daily Podcast. Can Joe Root's England dominate on home soil? Five mouth-watering test matches. Can Virat Kohli's India conquer the final frontier? Loving to talk test cricket every day. When we were talking about game after day number four, I'm not sure any of us were really realistically expecting to have. What we've just seen happen, well played India. They have won the second test match by 151 runs to take a 1-0 lead in the five-match series. And wow, test cricket after West Indies winning with just one wicket remaining yesterday in India, coming back from the dead almost with uh, lower order runs. I was dismissing their lower order last night. I do apologise, Mr. Shami and Mr. Bumrah, because you have proved me wrong. Um, I have my fan badges with me today, and we are going to talk about all things the second test match. It's uh, Raj, it's Rob, and it's Mark joining me. And uh, let's start with you, Mark. I think probably the first thing to say from an English perspective is, well played, India. That was a terrific day five performance. Yeah, that was a fantastic day's cricket. And uh, India's bowling this afternoon was phenomenal. I mean, they just there was no let-up. I thought they bowled excellently. You know, they bowled some good deliveries. Um, I thought, uh, you know, Sibley, for all his faults, got a great delivery. Um, they were just, Siraj was magnificent. Um, you know, He's got a bit of a, a bit of a bit of annoying send-offs and a bit kind of get on get on your nerves a little bit, but he's a fantastic bowler. And yeah, I mean it was a great, great day to test cricket. I thought England completely lost it in the morning after they got the early wicket. So I don't really know what was going on in their heads. It was unprofessional, I thought. They um, they got they got suckered into a I mean, we'll talk about it a bit later, but they got suckered into a bit of um silliness and took they took their eye off the ball for just a little bit too long, let India back into the game. Rob, stroke Randy, how are you, mate? I'm very well, thank you. Nice to meet you again, Jones. And uh, how did you uh, find day five? It wasn't necessarily what an English fan, fan um, wanted to see, was it? No, not really. Um, I kept uh, I kept my hopes up for as long as possible. But um... Well, you were being blindly optimistic on our WhatsApp group, weren't you? You were still hoping England were going to win when Jimmy Anderson walked in. Yeah, I went a bit early with the reminder of my day one uh, prediction that England would still win, which was... Very, uh, very optimistic. Um, but yeah, we still, we still had a, we still had a chance for long periods, but we just never. I don't know. It went so well early on with the wicket of Pan that I kind of think everyone assumed we'll then go on and and skittle them out and knock the runs off. And uh, yeah, like you said, I think we just um, just lacked lacked the discipline to uh, to do the basics, which would have got us over the line. We didn't. But, um, and the, the basics are quite important sometimes, aren't they? Yeah, they do come in useful every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I've left him to the end because uh, we might as well say, Raj, congratulations, our Indian fan on the today after day number five. You must be really proud of that Indian side because they were pretty much, I'm not dead and buried, because even if they'd lost all of the remaining wickets at the start, they would have a bit of a chance, especially if they bowl like that. But to come back from where they were, with the runs from Jasper, with the runs from Mohammed Shami, and then to bowl like they did, terrific performance. Absolutely proud of it and absolutely elated. Now, this will go down as one of their best overseas wins in the history of Indian cricket, definitely. 
and to win a test match at Lords against England, where you know, right, you rightly pointed out, you know, where India was almost buried in this game, where they absolutely had no chance of winning at the end of day four, is what I felt personally. And to come back and to put in a performance like this, especially by the fast bowlers, you know, India is not known uh, to have great fast bowlers, say, over the last few decades. But this is uh, the new India where, you know, all these four fast bowlers, you know, hunted in pairs, absolutely showed what they are capable of. And, you know, if you watched Virat Kohli's interview with uh, Dinesh Karthik before the series started and, you know, he asked him, what does it take to win a test match in England? And he said, absolute relentless amount of passion and madness. And that's what these Indian boys showed today. Yeah. Yeah. Relentless amount of energy and madness to win a test game. That was simply uh, standing. That, that was going to be my next point, Raj. It's the fight, isn't it? I mean, we saw it in Australia. The fight that India showed to come back and win that series and con- to come back inside test matches and win the test matches. And then to do it at Lords. Um, they weren't dead and buried after day four, but they were certainly on the back foot after day four. And that word relentless was perfectly a perfect description, was it? Virat kept driving them on. Um, yeah. From the balcony, the Indian team were kind of cheering Jasprit and Mohammed on. And then they yeah. came and got the ball. And uh, yeah. duck, duck, only Joe Root with 33, really stood tall at the top of the order. Joss Butler, I thought, played nicely today. But apart from that, there was little resistance. Absolutely. And, you know, that's what this Indian team is capable of. You saw that in the Bodagavaskar series against Australia. You know, they were a half-depleted side, but, you know, still gave their best. And even after day four, a lot of Indian fans would have written them off, including me. I did not see them winning this test at all. In fact, oh, I, Raj, I, where was your where was your faith, man? <laughs> I only saw, in fact, only I saw only one winner, which was England after day four, because I I was expecting you know Jimmy Anderson to run through this England uh, Indian tail uh, today in the morning uh, after Pant got out, uh, but you know the tail wagged and it was uh, a refreshing sight for Indian lovers to see because uh, it was a huge tail. And, you know, you don't expect Shami and Bumrah to stick around there and get a partnership of 60-70-odd, which got India right back in the game. And then, you know, you know that these fast bowlers that they have in India, especially with uh, the kind of balance and the variety of bowlers that they have, you know, you know that they would give it a try, even if the target was 150 and try to give their best. 250 was just uh, a little extra cushion, which allowed these fast bowlers to have that relentless amount of him energy over after over over after over and i think they got their rewards for that mark um england coming out to bat there were some people like rob even myself to a degree were thinking can they chase this down is it going to be a fantastic chase on the final day for england um, but when you lose rory burns and dom sibley for both for ducks i think it's the first time ever in the history of english test cricket that they've lost both <laughs> openers for naught at home um that's that's not a great start is it no and i think Realistically, as soon as as soon as India got past two twenty, I think that was probably game up for England. Um, it was it was a slow wicket. I mean, the run rate had never been over two point seven in the game, and really, I think Coley could have declared, you know, ten minutes before lunch and had an early lunch. Really, well, I thought he might have declared at lunchtime. I was surprised to see them come back out afterwards, mm. but I mean, it didn't matter in the end. But... Didn't matter in the end, it could have cost them, especially with that uh, just put the drop catch. Um, but yeah, the openers, to be fair, you know, Sibley did get a good ball. Um, but it's just the same old story, isn't it? Burns and Sibley, you know, particularly Sibley. He needs I mean, I've been on we've come on this podcast since the previews and I've said he has not he hasn't got the class to open the batting for England. 
and surely now it's time that they have to replace him and put I mean we'll, we'll come we'll come back to that we'll come back to that um Rob your mate Mr Joseph Edward Root you have to feel for him <laughs> don't you because he scores 180 not out in the first innings he's the uh, one batsman that really shows a lot of fight in the second innings and scores a few runs in the second dig ends up on the losing side that must be tough for him to take tonight yeah um like I'm sure he kind of relishes um like standing up for his country and and saving us as it were like on several occasions but like it's gonna it's gonna grind you down I mean there wasn't much time in the match where he wasn't on the pitch um so most players get some rest of some sort the openers uh the top order don't help him out so he doesn't get any rest when they're out to bat and uh where he bats so long he bats to down our tail so yeah uh yeah, it's going to wear him down, and like, you can't. You can't. Um, someone said on the WhatsApp group, "It's not going to keep scoring hundreds." Um, he's just in a rich vein of form. So, I mean, if he, <laughs> we need someone else to to find a bit of form from somewhere, um, Josh Butler looked pretty good. I actually thought he was going to pull off a draw for us. I, I um, I've been critical of Josh in the past because I think in Test cricket, he's never quite worked out how to play. Um, with the bat particularly, but I thought today I I got a theory, Rob, um, which struck me today that. He came in today knowing exactly what he had to do. It was just defend, defend, defend. And he did it quite nicely. I think sometimes in Test cricket, he knows the tag he's got of being a hitter. He knows in Test cricket he's supposed to play correctly. And he's, he's kind of caught between two stores and isn't quite sure what to do. Today, he knew exactly what he needed to do and he nearly pulled it off. Yeah, I thought so. I think it was like a bit um, an old school Grand Thorpe inning. So he's um, got England out of a few scrapes before in the past. And that's, and that's what I thought this was reminiscent of. But yeah, I get what you mean. When he when he's um, free to play his own game, he's kind of muddled between um, playing naturally and um, playing mm-hmm. Test cricket. Where I think he would, he uh, just needs to kind of sort his mental side out and not worry about the fact that it is Test cricket because he has been superb in this format. Um, he just needs to he sort of gets going and gets out. But um, I think it'll click. We we definitely need to stick with Joss because there there's there's no other there's no other one better in his position. Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. We'll come to the selections in a second, but there's nobody else playing, is there? That's that's one of the major things. Um, Raj... Um, to go one nil up in the series after after the first test match came away from there. I mean, we can debate until the cows come home what would have happened on that final day. Should have England got a bit of help with the ball, but India, I think, would have come away from that one thinking that was a chance missed. If England had just managed to get out of jail today, a big if, and it never was, but that would have been a tough pill for Virat Kohli to swallow, wouldn't it? So to get the win today was was key for India, I think, to take that confidence and that morale away from Lords. I think um, 
even if india had managed to say get a draw out of this test match i think india would have had that momentum after day 4 you know nobody gave the chance that you know india would come into this position so they would definitely had taken would have taken positives out of that uh, result as well but this win especially what it does is it not just boosts the confidence of this indian side i think it dents the confidence of this english side a bit going yeah. forward in the series uh, the opposite so in that sense it will be definitely advantage for india going ahead in the series and you know such losses are not uh, good for any side and you know uh, when you are almost dominating this test match at the end of day 4 just to, to discover that you know you've lost that test match in a couple of sessions it's a tough pill to swallow for england and going ahead it will be difficult for them to recover in this series i believe because india is just going to come hard at them and like you mentioned as well that you know sooner or later kohli pujara and rahane are going to score runs and when they score you know the indian side is going to look a different beast altogether that that's the thing from england's perspective mark isn't it because they saw india rack up a good score everybody was kind of discounting them at the time they came back through mainly joe root and posted a good score of their own they then um came back into the game again and were leading on points by the end of yesterday and to come away from lords after all of the fight and all of those little mini comebacks in the test match with nothing to show for it that's that is tough isn't it it is tough but it's a reflection of the two sides india are simply a better all-round side england are relying on root as rob said far too much uh, the rest of the batsmen are just not i mean best i've got 50 this innings you hear what rob says about butler but i mean he averages 31 in first class cricket with five centuries the averages are pretty much the same in in test match cricket you know as a number 7 keeper batsman yeah fine but you know we we just not we just not coherent as a unit and when you when you play a quality side like india you know only make takes that 5% difference at top level sport and that's it and that's that's basically the difference um Let, you know, before we get into the selection stuff rob the that moment when um bumra was bowling at jimmy anderson there was a little bit of afters after that that was a terrific piece of test cricket i felt um bumra giving it to the short stuff jimmy showing a lot of bravery but there was a little bit of afters and that carried over into today and when jasper bumra walked out to bat you could see it in the england fielders couldn't you they they were kind of almost talking and laughing about it saying right we're going to give it to him now uh, and jasper bumra was ready for that wasn't he and I think it probably even motivated him and and made him play better as England lost their discipline in the field Jasper Bumrah clenched his teeth and and hit some runs and that was the that to me was the point um today that England lost control of the game yeah I can't argue with you there it was like a little yeah microcosm game within within the game um yeah like I, maybe England won't admit it but it did feel like that they were trying to They were trying to get him back for how he was bowling to Jimmy Anderson. Um, they, they, yeah, they won't admit that, will they? But it, that's what it. That's that's definitely how it felt. They were bowling far too short. Like it's it's, it's just the, the basic stuff. Just pitch it up to the tail enders, and like, funny enough, they'll they'll get out. I mean, there's a, there's a reason he, he averages three and a half in Test cricket, isn't there? <laughs> Because he's not that great a batsman, but they made him look like Brian Lara today. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, yeah, he had the bit between his teeth. Um, so yeah, we should have kind of. we should have been a bit more professional on that um and then if he kind of ignored him he would have been wondering why they ignore me he, he kind of expected it he got it and he um he played to it but you got to say fair play um it's all good made for made for very engaging viewings so, uh, yeah made it made it a far better test match with all of all of, all of that involved 
Yeah, I mean, I would want to say as well, I mean, Rob's absolutely right, but some of the fields that route set for Bumrah was ridiculous. I mean, he had, he was spreading the field. You'd think it was kind of Vivian Richard batting. You know, there's times there were no slips. Well, I mean, yeah. in the last two minutes, we've called him Vivian Richard's Brian Lara. This is just a bit Bumrah. I mean, yeah. I was, it's like spread out. I mean, what they're trying to do. It's just like you know, take the pressure. I, I, I don't think it's just. Um, I don't think it's just Virat Kohli. I think it's just a tendency in the modern game that I, I hate that part of a end of an innings where you have one so-called batsman in, and the tail, and they give the batsman runs in the first innings. Um, I, I was critical of Ruti just before. I think it was the lunch interval because we had the field back to um, Jadeja, who hadn't hit a shot in anger at the time. Um, and it, yeah, with with 15 minutes to go before the break. Yeah, if you're going to be brave enough and hit us over the top, go for it. You're going to probably risk your wicket. I, I just think sometimes um, in the field we lose focus or, you know, England lose focus. And it's not just England. I, think, I mean, Virat Kohli is guilty of that at times as well. Right. It's just not the right way to captain a team for me in, in Test cricket. Let's no, get into the that. selection side of stuff, though, because that is where I, I am starting to get quite angry with this England team. And I'm just starting to get angry with English cricket and the ECB. There isn't very much an element of you reap what you sow. I mean, I know the hundreds come in and that's probably not taken effect yet. But for years and years and years now, we've been marginalising the Red Bull, sticking it at one end of the season and the, and the back end of the season. And nobody plays too much four-day cricket actually in the main summer months. We've got a period at the moment where nobody's playing county cricket whatsoever other than the 50-over competition, and half of them are off now um, for for three weeks. We're looking around for replacements, potentially for Sibley, for Burns, for other people in this England side. And there's nobody out there, Rob, playing county cricket against the Red Bull that's actually scoring any runs that's able to say, yeah, pick me, pick me, pick me, which is what the England test teams have all relied upon. Yeah, it is a bit bananas. We just seem to have like a core core group that we keep kind of rotating and calling back like Crawley's been in and out the team a few times. Um, I mean, the one thing we can't uh, hold against the selection panel is that it's not like they don't give people that are getting the team a chance. Um, So they're definitely having opportunity to prove themselves. But there's got to be a line drawn at some point. Um, they've, they've all they've all done well on, on little individual cases, but um, yeah, I think I think Sibley needs a bit of time out of team. I, I love Sibley, but yeah, it's just um, he seems a bit all over the shop. So I think um, well, Sibley see, we, seems to have turned it, tried to change his technique. Uh, noticed it in the first test match and commented on the podcast then, but. Rather than standing quite open at the crease, he seems to try to turn himself around a little bit so he's facing a little bit more sideways on, presumably to open up the offsides. But he's got he's kind of like minimised his leg side effectiveness and hasn't opened up the offside. And it's ended up with him being a walking wicket after 50 balls of not doing anything or whatever. It's, it, kind of ha- it seems to have a, a counter effect, to be honest. and I sent the Badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast then tweet at cricket underscore badger. Holly Orchid said well played India. What on earth was going on with Roots field settings this morning? Agreeing with you there Mark. Paul Anderson says uh, India win well done but our top order is shocking. 
make a change now apart from Joe Root and a couple of us. We were awful. And just off the back of that comment from Paul, I'm mean, sorry, Louisa says, congratulations, India. If we're going to make major changes, I mean, let's go to Raj first from a kind of more of an independent view on this England side. Who would you drop out of that England top six, Raj? I think Burns stays. He still gets a couple of test matches for me, at least this series. Uh, I'm not talking about the Ashes, but at least this series, I would want Burns to stay. Uh, but Sibley definitely has to be out. You know, this uh, pair of Burns and Sibley does not look good. As an Indian fan, you know, you get a feeling that, you know, England is going to be five for two. And uh, I think so it, does. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's that easy that, you know, you just know that you have to get the ball in the right areas and those would be sitting ducks. So definitely Sibley goes out. At number three, you know, definitely Hamid uh, gets this series to play all the coming uh, three test matches. Definitely. And he, for whatever little stay that he had at the crease today, he looked solid on defence. So definitely. I, th- I think Raj tried to cut in, but I think the way I'd play, and a lot of people on Twitter ask me who my top order would be today. Um, I agree with you. I think Burns gets a stay of execution. I'm not yeah. Not massively convinced by him, but he has got a fight and he has got determination. He has turned it around before. So I think he's I think he's got just enough credit in the bank to, to get a, a couple more test matches. I'd Absolutely. move Hasip Hamid now up to, to open with him because Hasip yeah. Hamid is an opener. That's what he yeah. does in county championship cricket. And, it, yeah. and it's not to be underestimated. That little, I mean, today it wasn't very long at all, was it? But in the first innings... He yeah. sat there for an hour and a half, an hour and 10 minutes, whatever it was, with his pads on, waiting to go in. When he's usually playing in championship, he goes in, puts his pads on, walks straight back out again. And it might, might not sound like a lot, but that hour you spent sat there changes the way you're thinking, doesn't it? So I, I think having him open with Burns, and then we're looking for a number three. And like we say, nobody's playing at the moment, but I'd probably go with David Milan. I think David Milan has shown enough in the, in the championship and show, or what, what championship there's been. And I think he's just improved as an international cricketer. He looks more mature. He looks, and England needs, I think, an older head in there um, as well. So David Milan would be my first pick at number three. Tom Abel at Somerset is another one that I've got a lot of time for. But um, let's go to you, Mark. How would you structure that top three? Because it's the top three mainly we're talking about, isn't it? Yeah, I think Burns has to stay. He can't get rid of all partners. I mean, I'm not convinced by him myself, but <clears throat> got 49 in the first and he's got a century against New Zealand. You know, most donors in the world at the moment are averaging about 34, 35 tops. He's averaging 30. So, you know, I'd keep him in the side. Sibley has to go. I'd move Hamid up to open. I mean, I said it before, I said it on the previous podcast. You know, I just hope to give him a run. because they've got, they've got to show him some love, Mark, haven't they? They've got to, got to show faith in him. Well, as I said before, those wounds, I mean, he had a terrible three years at Lancashire, as I said the other night. Those wounds are still there. Those scars will still be there. They've banged him in. I think too soon, but he's there now. So they've got to give him a run. If he gets a load of low scores, then the question is, obviously, do they take to the Ashes? But let's see what, how it goes. But Hamid has to come in at two. When you're looking at number three, I just... David Milan is the obvious the obvious candidate. Ollie Pope is obviously fit again now, but I don't think it'd be fair to put him at number three. He's uh, never batted that high in, against the Red Bull, is he? Even for Surrey, he's never batted at number three. So Milan has got the experience. They're 1-0 down in the series. They've probably got to go back to Milan. As you say, there's nobody... There has been people scoring runs in counter cricket this season, but we've seen such a long time away that you don't even know if they're yeah. in form now anyway. Rob, Rob, if you're David Milan um, and you don't get the call, you'd be a little bit aggrieved, wouldn't you? 
Uh, you would, yeah. However, I was thinking of Milan, but um, I would actually, I'd no one would agree with me, but I'd put Bairstow back at three. So obviously to maintain Root at four because we can't, we can't move him. Well, we what can. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's, he's not, he's not cemented in. I know. Um, it would, but, it would but he wants to bat four, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't mess with. Don't mess I with mean, but to be fair, but, but equally, equally, Rob, the way England's top order have been playing, he might as well be at the number three. Um, yeah, yeah, that's an argument. But um, yeah, yeah, keep him at four. Um, we've got Ollie Pope to come back. No idea when Stokes is coming back. Um, have to just assume he's unavailable, unavailable for a bit. Yeah, keep Moen in the team. I thought Moen played very well this Test match. So did I actually. Let's let's let's. Think about a couple of positives. Jerut's runs obviously been the major one, but Bairstow's first innings runs I thought were impressive. Uh, and Moen Ali, Rob, as you say, I think he's come back in. He looked good with the bat today while he was there. And I thought with his bowling, he seemed to get his rhythm quite nicely. He, he looked okay with the ball. Yeah, he seemed to benefit from being um, taken out of the team for a while and being brought back in. So um, maybe we can do that with a couple of other players. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he did do tremendously well. I mean, it was superb. Uh, I'm I'm glad because I mean yeah like we all it was a bit of a bit of an uproar him sort of leapfrogging Jack Leach in the team but he's kind of justified that even though yeah it's a bit weird like what should he have been there or not I feel obviously very sorry for Jack Leach but um, but yeah but Moen played very well so I think he should definitely stay the the I mean a lot of people came back to me to say Zach Crawley should get back in the side but I mean what what's he done in the last week other than carry his Bags to the nets and back again. And I, I think, I mean, you, you talked about, you know, go away and come back again. I think Zach Crawley is the ideal person to do that. Go back to Kent, Zach, have a year with them, get a load of county championship runs, get a load of confidence. I don't think there's any doubt he's got talent and I think he'll come back again, but he needs to come back stronger than he is now. I think he needs a little bit of county cricket to help him do that. Um, some more comments are coming in. We're busy today on the old comments here. Claire, who is a regular on our podcasts um, usually, what a win, she says. What a test match. And that, uh, that Raj, is where I'm going to come to you next because test cricket gets a lot of knockers. Um, the Red Bull in England gets a lot of marginalisation, as I say. We saw the West Indies winning yesterday in an absolute corker. We've seen five days at Laws, which were superb. Test cricket is brilliant. Absolutely. And great 48 hours for Test cricket. You know, West Indies versus Park going down to the last, last possibly the last few minutes or last few hours. And uh, the same with uh, India-England now. Match going down to the wire. Absolutely what Test cricket needs. Perfect advert for the game. Whoever is following, following the game recently, you know, they would be just glued on to the television for all five days. And this is what we love, where, you know, all three results are possible on the final session of the final day of a game. It's absolutely thrilled to have such games. I was going to say all three results were possible towards the end as well, but they weren't, were they? Because the England, the England victory part of that equation had long gone. But Solo Stream has come on. It says, last day, um, everyone thinks England going to win. Then Siraz and Shami, please hold my beer. Smiley faces, smiley faces, smiley faces. Well done, Solo Stream. Congratulations to you. There was another comment which I've just I've just come back to. Um, it's from Diraj, who says, "Love the sledging drama. Great setup for the next two matches." He says, uh, and he also said, "England need one guy to stick with Root in both innings." Well, I think that's stating the obvious, Diraj. To be honest, um, England need more than one guy that can actually hold the bat and stay with Rooty. But on your other point, Raj. The sledging stuff, um, we've talked a little bit about the Anderson-Bumra sort of tete-a-tete already, but Mohamed Siraj, 
I like him as a bowler. I like him as a cricketer. He's passionate. He runs in. He gives everything, and he can bowl the lad. Do we need all of this? Do we need all of these? I mean, Ollie Robinson today is about two foot taller than him. If, if, if it was a fight with nobody looking, I think Ollie Robinson could take him if it was that kind of environment. Do we need him to actually square up and eyeball people after every single ball? If the question is, do, do we need this? I would say definitely not. But do I mind this? I would say not as well. <laughs> Because I, I, I enjoy sledging in cricket. Personally, you know, it keeps me glued to the television. I like that uh, heat between two opponents. I like that little bit of lip exchange when it comes. So if you ask me that if I mind that, definitely not. You know, I I don't mind as as long as they you know, do not cross the line and get personal with each other or, you know, abuse comes into play. But as long as, you know, it's uh, healthy sledging, I'm absolutely okay with it. But definitely, you know, Siraj does not need that. He's uh, definitely young in cricket. Uh, it, it was like, nice, Raj, on his final two wickets where he finished England off. There was none yeah. of this. He just went and celebrated. That's what I want to see. Just go off yeah. and enjoy yourself. Get the wicket yeah. and enjoy yourself. Uh, I'm, I'm not excusing any of the English either because they're as guilty. Joss Butler, he's a, a little weasel, I think. He, he he kind of like gets underneath the skin of people and whispers into the rear right, rather than does it like Siraj and gets in like face to face. He's whispering behind corners. Uh, Joss Butler was trying to get Um, Jasper Bumrah wound up when he first came into bat today, which had a, a massive backfired effect. Rob, where do you stand on the sledging? Do you like Mohamed Siraj? Do you like all of this stuff? Yeah, I don't mind it at all, but he just he just got boring. He just needs a bit new material, doesn't he? <laughs> it's just like when you do it so much, it dilutes it. I mean, everyone's like, he's doing it when he's not even getting people out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, Paul Hasip Hamid in the first innings, Mark, He, he's not spoken to anybody. He's walked out there. He's got a first baller and Siraj is telling him to be quiet. He hasn't had a chance to say anything. Yeah, I think as Rob said, nobody really minds sledging as long as it's in the right spirit. But it gets boring when he's doing the same old routine. At least the good sledges in the past, like Darbush's old Maltus, and had a whole range of different uh, send-offs for batsmen. So he needs to improve his repertoire. But I think as a batsman... I, mean, I, think... I don't think we should encourage him to add more to it. <laughs> Well, it just, I mean, if he's going to do it, just stop doing that all the time. It just gets dull, you yeah. know, it loses its impact. And uh, Our friends at the Edges and Sledges podcast, hello to you guys. Um, they say you've got to be able to take it if you dish it out. Oh, yeah. And that's a fair point because Bummer was running to the umpire today saying, oh, they're picking on me. And after he'd been um, giving it out a little bit in the in the first innings, you, if you if you're going to do it, you've got to be you've got to be prepared to take a little bit back. Players have become soft. Yeah. I mean, we've got body armor. Players have become soft. In my day, in my no, day, we used to be able to do it. Protected, they've got chest pads on. They got all sorts on. The fact is, it's a hard ball. I mean, it's hard ball. But Taylor has <laughs> come back. If Jimmy Anderson or Bumrah doesn't want to be there, they just move away to square leg and get out. If they're going to, if they weren't going to get in line, you're going to get, and you're going to stay there. You're going to get a few short ones round your throat, and that's the way it is. And I think yeah, the edges going out of the game. And that's the last thing we want. And all this. No, no of... I agree with that. I agree with that. The edges and sludges guys say, um, Ollie Robinson, Rob, he he's got plenty to say while he's out there bowling. And Siraj was maybe just, I think the suggestion is Siraj was maybe just giving him a little bit back. And yeah, that's fair enough. If Ollie Robinson's doling it out, he's got to be able to look him in the eye and take it a bit as well, hasn't he? Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I don't know if picking Ollie Robinson would be the most cleverest thing to do, <laughs> um, being the biggest English player that we've got. Um, but yeah, of, of, of course, like I think Bumble described it in the middle of the game as 
like cricket's non-contact so you can just like as long as there's no personal abuse you can pretty much say what you like and it's all just uh, my dad's bigger than your dad kind of stuff so uh so yeah like it's it's all good it all adds to the drama so um as long as anything said wasn't over the line then uh, let's hope it continues because it does it does add to it and it just it's just making it so uh so much more viewable you are listening to the cricket badger podcast Rob, I mean, there's so many talking points out of this test match. There's so many good performances out of this test match. Test cricket is just, I think, the best thing in the world. Whoever, whoever invented test cricket, if he hasn't been knighted, we need to go back and knight him posthumously. I know. I, I definitely would love to shake that guy's hand. Um, it is by far the best format. Um, it's it's just such an amazing war of attrition. There's games within games. It's, it's, it's beautiful. I love it. You were around what, when it was invented. Who was the person that actually first had the idea? <laughs> well, it was probably from Lancashire for sure. So yeah, <laughs> probably Archie McLaren or whatever it was called. I don't know. Uh... Raj, looking ahead to uh, three games left in this fantastic series. We've only just really, we're not even halfway through this yet, which is fantastic. Um, but India 1 0 up now, going to Headingley. Same again from India? Are you just looking for the same again? Are you looking for any kind of difference in in India's sides? Because they're going to be cock-a-hoop tonight, aren't they? Definitely, but it's also going to present some sort of a selection dilemma for them. Uh, Day four, you know, you were expecting, I think the first four days, you know, everyone were out on Twitter saying, why is Ravichandran Ashwin not playing? And I think I was also of the opinion because not just Ashwin is a world-class bowler, but, you know, he also... uh, uh, provides that extra balance with the bat uh, because India had a huge tail in this uh, specific match. But uh, on day five, all the four fast bowlers turned the game on its head. And, you know, you cannot separate one fast bowler from the other because Ishant, uh, Bumra, Shami and uh, Siraj, you know, they were absolutely relentless. So it's going to present some sort of selection dilemma for them going out of the fourth test because... Uh, they uh, don't want- get me wrong. I may have criticised Siraj in terms of his, his, his antics. He yeah. bowled with everything he'd got today. He was, he was terrific. Absolutely. You know, you could see that from his body language that he has a body language similar to that of uh, his captain. And, you know, he... Well, that, that, somebody said that to me, Raj, on the, on the tweets yeah. today. He said that he, he plays in the mould of his captain. And I get the impression in, in the Indian um, fandom, it's a little bit split with Vera, isn't it? You know, MSD had almost universal support. With Virat, he's got his knockers, for want of a better phrase. He's got those that love his up and atom, heart on his sleeve, let's get in their faces kind of style of captaincy. And then there are some of the Indian public that aren't quite as keen on that, are they? Absolutely. You know, opinions are divided is because those are completely different personalities. You know, MS exudes uh, some sort of calm demeanor about himself whenever he makes some decisions or whatever he does on the field. And Virat is totally opposite. You know, he has that fire inside him all the time, chirpy, aggression all over his body language. So definitely both are different kinds of personalities. And, you know, a lot of players, you know, rub off that energy. Uh, Virat rubs off that energy through his players. And Siraj definitely symbolises that because he has the aggression and firepower of his captain. I'll tell you what as well, Raj. Virat must be absolutely knackered when he goes to bed at night because he lives every single ball. You watch him at slip. He's up, he's down, he's twisting, he's diving, he's he's running up to his bowlers. He yeah. He goes through every single ball as if it's probably 20 balls worth. Yeah, every single ball is like an event for Virat. And that's what you like to see. You can't deny that, you know, uh, for Test cricket to be alive, the theatrics of Virat Kohli play a big part. 
because the kind of emotions that he brings into the game is absolutely phenomenal and every ball is an event like you mentioned uh, so it's absolutely fun to watch yeah very excited for the coming three test matches i bet you are i bet you are uh, mark and, and rob stroke randy let's finish with you two guys because England need to do something, don't they? Um, I've asked Raj what he wants from India. More of the same. I guess that's not the, the answer you're going to give me, Mark, in terms of England. No, I think England are up against, up against it now. 1-0 down to India, a very good India side. We've said before, they're probably the best all-round India side ever. I think for England to get back into this series, they obviously have to address the batting. I think, obviously, Moeen's done enough to stay in. They need desperately to get Chris Wilkes back in the side, um, if he's fit. I don't know where where is he on his fitness at the moment. I'm not quite sure. Well, he's supposed to be fit for the third test. So. Right. Okay. I mean, Sam he Curran, would be handy, wouldn't he? Sam Curran is a worthy cricketer, but over the last 13, 14 test matches he's played, he's beginning to be found out a little bit. I've always thought Rob is Sam Curran. I like him as a cricketer. I watch him in the IPL, and he's terrific. But if I was picking my strongest eleven for England, Sam would always be just on the edge of it and or outside of it. And we saw him get the first, I think, king pair at Lords in this test match. That's going to knock his confidence. Maybe it's time for him to sit out. Yeah, I, I think maybe it is. Um, I mean, I think Chris Wokes is above him in the pecking order. Like Sam Curran is great and he's still young. He's got plenty to improve. And he has proved himself at this level. I was just thinking, like, wouldn't it be like great drama if just like Ben Stokes makes himself available now? Just like, right, I'm, I'm, I'm just right. walks through a wall and says, I'm back. Yeah. Right. Now's, now's my time. That would just, that would just make it incredible, wouldn't it? <laughs> Yeah, but he's another one who hasn't played first-class cricket since last time, isn't it? Oh, I'll tell you what, though, um, Mark, England miss him, don't they? Because he just well, has he, that balance. That's just the balance of the side. is. That's why Moen's obviously come back, even though mm-hmm. he's done well. His presence, his batting has obviously over the last three years been excellent. So, But you can't, you know, you can't just say, well, one player's out and that's the excuse. I mean, it's just a reflection of where we are, as we keep saying. The bowling's doing fine. I mean, the only change I would make is Waltz for current. And yeah. viewers are doing perfectly okay. Um, but we can't score runs, apart from Root. And if we can't score runs, we ain't going to win test matches. Well, that's exactly what Ashwin Daniels just said, basically. What a game of cricket it was, he says. Totally enjoyed it. India deserved this and well played England too. Hope someone supports Joe in the following matches. And that's what England need. They need somebody to stand up next to Joe Root and actually bat with him for a while. And they need, and they, the other thing is, they need Jerry to continue what he's doing, which isn't the easiest thing in the world, is it? For just keep churning out the centuries, um, gentlemen. We've come to the end of this second test match. Thank you very much indeed for joining me today on the chat. Um, I've just finished with what a fantastic sport cricket is, what a fantastic format test match cricket is, and roll on the next one. It's coming home to Yorkshire. And it's going to be an absolute corker. I think India... Make sure the drainage is working. Make sure the drainage is working. Oh, you be quiet. Uh, I think India are the best team in the world at the minute. I think they are the best team in the world at the minute. I know New Zealand are taking the crown, but I just think India are a terrific side. They deserve to win at Lords. And I look forward to, hopefully, just for the good of this series, for a little bit of a fight back from England when we get to Yorkshire and to Headingley. Play a spinner at Headingley as well. Don't just think it's going to be a seeming track because these Headingley tracks aren't like that anymore. Rob, Mark and Raj, thank you very much. Thanks everybody for uh, watching and for listening. We'll be back again tomorrow with a bit of a roundup of the second test match and a look ahead to the third test match. And hopefully you'll join us then. See you soon. Thanks for listening. Join us after every day of this England versus India test series. We will see you again tomorrow.
Sports Social Podcast Network.